2: Hello and welcome to the Blizzard Watch Podcast, everybody. I'm Matt Rossi. I'm the host. With me this week are my absolutely fantastic co-hosts, Liz Harper, the EIC of the site, and Joe Perez, the shaman madman, and... I, I got to give Liz something like the shaman madman. Now that I, I that. it doesn't feel cool that I'm just calling you the EIC. Maybe I can call you like the evil EIC. No, no, sorry. Hmm. Anyway, this is the last show of 2021. In case you're wondering why I'm babbling like an idiot. Cause I'm just so relieved that we're actually getting out of this year. Um, which, I mean, this was not the worst year in, in my life or anything. Quite frankly, that was last year. Uh, but this has still been a really not great year. Um, and I am not one of those people who tempts fate by saying, but next year will be better because I know better. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen way too many movies for that. But I will nonetheless say that that I, I do hope that, that the next year is kinder to everybody. But regardless, we're going to talk about the year that was. Uh, before we get into that, though, I'm going to like both Liz and Joe say pretty much anything they want to about 2021 (laughs) so we can we can just exercise it and move on
3: we can't we Uh, can't do that i can't i I don't have that many hours in the day to edit that many expletives out of the (laughs) (laughs)
2: i'm I'm giving you the option you don't have to take it but go ahead joe uh
3: 2021 has been a very was a very rough year for me uh i got a little emotional last uh when we recorded lore watch and if you listen to it you'll know uh but a lot of our listeners, a lot of our readers were very supportive with a lot of the terrible things that were going on throughout the course of the year. And I mean, I've lost a lot of loved ones this year, uh, had to bury one of my best friends, uh, you know, got had to do a lot of things that I didn't want to do. But, you know, unfortunately, that's that's life. And that's been this current state of things. Uh, and everybody who was supportive. And, and reaching out and a lot of people were just checking in on me periodically like, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Not even just like a, Hey, how you're doing by the way, what about this lore thing? No, they were just straight up. Just wanted to know if I was okay. It meant a lot to me. Uh, and so, you know, I'm taking some, I'm ending the year by taking some, some risks and trying to do something new and positive And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do that without the support of not just the listeners, but also everybody here at the site. So, you know, it, it, it could have been a, a much worse year than it was, but I'm grateful for, for the good that we
2: did have this year. All right, Liz, anything, or you don't have to, but if you got anything, now it's
0: <laughs> It's, it's just been a long, long year that is, it seems endless, you know, like, 2020 and 2021 have both been bad years and they've like blurred together in a terrible, terrible way. Uh, But, you know, I've I've started a plant collection like many people have during the pandemic. I have a lot of great houseplants now. I'm pretty happy about that. And I'm just going to I'm going to leave it at that.
2: I have a shelf of Hoyas. (laughs) <laughs> in my office now because my wife got them for christmas i got them for her for christmas uh-huh. and we've put them in my office so that they can be in quarantine in case they've got something like spider mites or what have you uh-huh so yeah i kind of know what you're talking about with the whole yeah, adding plants in because they're up there right now the grow lights are on them i just wanted them today it's, um
0: it's nice to have something in the house that's alive and it's kind of it's kind of magical to watch a plant grow it's it sounds so simple but it's kind of magic.
2: Yeah, I I don't necessarily know that I'm getting the magic aspect of it, but eh. at least they're living things in the house that I don't have to worry are going to like you know rip open their skin or you know that just ugh, this year. But yeah, um, we, there's a lot to talk about in terms of what happened in 2021. I mean, 2021 is the year that we had like the big announcement of Diablo 2 resurrected at BlizzCon line th- this February. Remember that time, the time when Blizzard could make an announcement and you you didn't like go, oh god, what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I miss those days. They're not for coming back. But um yeah, so there a lot happened in terms of just games. Uh we got some significant churn at the development level on some companies. I, I don't I don't know how to talk about 2021 without talking about it, so I'm just gonna move us into talking about it. The lawsuit and the various scandals that have fallen out from it as we've discovered more and more about not just how Blizzard was run, but how it's umbrella parent corporation, Activision Blizzard has been run. Um, We saw that, you know, Jay Allen Brack gone as president. We saw Jen O'Neill and Mike Yabara come in as co-leaders. The title that means nothing. Uh, We saw Jen leave because they wouldn't pay her the same as her male counterpart in the job of leading the studio that they appointed her to lead because she's a woman. I I just, yeah. Um, I don't want to try and just, do all the thing because I, do, I don't know how to. But I am going to, again, I think we're going to going to leave it to each of you to say something you want to say about it. Then I'll come in with something I want to say about it. And then we can move on to hopefully some slightly less horrible things. Uh, do either of you have a preference for who goes first or should I just roll a die here? I've got nothing to add, really. All right, Liz. Uh,
0: One thing that I found kind of hopeful about all this, and it's not on the big corporate level, is changes the developers have made. To the games, like uh, we saw that they renamed McCree and Overwatch because McCree was originally named after someone who had been part of this abuse cycle. And so now he's Cole Cassidy. And uh, in World of Warcraft, we had uh, removing of a lot of kind of sexualized content, off-color jokes, you know, things the like renaming that. renaming
2: of an entire portion of Argus? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, actually, the the part of that that I... Really liked is renaming all of the Sons of Hoderocrats quests in mm-hmm. Wrath of the Lich King because every daily quest there was a sex joke. Mm-hmm. And yep. I always felt really uncomfortable about that. It was just so why? Why are we having like a whole area of the game that is just sex jokes and that's it? Why do we yeah. have to have that?
2: I, I, it would have been one thing if it was like maybe one. Joke that was kind of just, but not only were they like, were they all jokes? They were all on the level of "quote unquote" polishing Hodor's spear.
0: Yeah, they weren't even like good jokes. They were like good or even
2: subtle in any way. Yeah, yeah. This this was stuff that they would have rejected from American Pie as being too blatant. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Come on, man, that's just that's just like saying wiener and going out. You know, (laughs) like seriously, this this made poop jokes look subtle. I I just.
0: But I find this really heartening because it shows that on like even the lowest level, they're thinking about these problematic things in the game and in the company because they didn't have to do any of this. When did Wrath of the Lich King come out? Uh, A really long time ago. We can all agree on that. Uh, They did not have to change this. If they didn't change it, no one would have been upset. No one would have said anything. No one would have thought anything of it. But they're taking a hard look at their properties and saying, okay, does this represent who we are, the kind of content we want to make, the kind of game we want to develop? And they're saying, no, some of these things don't. And we want women to feel welcome. We want everyone to feel welcome in this game. And we don't have to have all of these sex jokes. We can just get rid of them and it's fine.
2: Yeah. I will say that one of the things I've been hopeful for is seeing I'm just going to say call unionization because that's where we're at now where the workers at Activision Blizzard are unionizing and quite frankly I find that heartening um I think that unionization is something that really needs to happen in the video game field uh we're seeing some companies well one company has just flat out accepted it you know yeah we're going to have a union that's that's how it's going to go I'm hoping we get more of it um I'm hoping we get less hiring Wilmer Hale to bust unions and more mm-hmm. just allowing them to happen because the, the pendulum has gone way too far in an exploitative direction, and we need a union in this situation to to ensure people's safety at this point. Um, I'm not going to tell you that there's never anything bad about unions, whatever. I don't want to have that discussion. We're at a place where any any negative aspects of them are, is vastly outweighed by the necessity of them. So I'm 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 heartened, but I am going to move on because. There's something that makes me happy that had its 10th <laughs> anniversary this year. Transmog. Today is the 10th anniversary of the of the expansion that gave us Transmog. I don't think Transmog actually came out in 2011 because, in fact, I know it didn't because Transmog came with the last raid of Cataclysm, which was in 2012, not 2011. Um, 2011 was the year it launched. It launched on my birthday in 2011. So it, the expansion turned 10 the same time I turned Oh God, fifty. Um, so yeah, I I, I really like Transmog. I didn't think I was going to. Um, I straight up did not think I would enjoy Transmog. Really? No. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, here's the thing. What does Transmog add to the game aside from like looking pretty? At least, that, again, this is not a valid argument, but it's the argument I had at the time. Transmog didn't make my character stronger. Um, so what was, what good was it? Why, why should I spend time on it? It's basically just a gold sink. Everybody absolutely is a gold sink.
3: Everybody understands that wearing a clown suit increases your DPS by 10%. This is how this works.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You say that as a joke, but seriously, I go back and look at the occasional screenshot from, from the early days of world of Warcraft. And I had more purple and green than you would think possible. Like I, I don't know how someone managed to put this much purple and green on themselves. I, I wasn't trying to do it, and yet there it was. Um, but so I went into I went into it thinking, oh, this is completely pointless. It's it's not a useful system. I don't understand why it's here. It took me five minutes to be the guy who was late for raid because I couldn't decide what to look like. <laughs> Five minutes, because when when I when I realized that I could then go to all the weapons I had in in my in my bags, my my bank was completely full of weapons, and I was like, wait a minute, I can use that. I haven't used that in years. Oh oh my oh my word! I seriously had to be summoned <laughs> to my fir- to the first raid after Transmog because I there was no way I was going in without figuring out a way to use Ashkandi. Just no way. And like I was like, yeah, I'm not tanking tonight. I was main tank. <laughs> 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 People are like, what do you mean you're not tanking? Like, I'm like, I'm not tanking tonight. Or if I am tanking, I'm tanking with a two-hand weapon. So you figure out a way to keep me healed. <laughs> the GM was like, ah, uh, and then he saw what I was wearing. He's like, oh, all right. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Yeah, so and so you tanked this tonight. So we were <laughs> doing Dragon Soul the first night we did Dragon Soul with me using tashkandi because that's just what was going to happen
3: and this in this surprises no one <laughs>
2: no one now but at the time i thought it was going to be like this this is a nothing thing and i don't care and then we did it and i was like oh my god i honestly think that transmog is 100 percent behind the fact that i have played all three specs as a warrior and didn't just stick to tanking because before cataclysm before transmog i found fury's rotation really annoying and i didn't like the, the how every spec was built around Col- Col- colossus smash and armor pen but after transmog i don't care what they do uh i'm going to get to use two condies okay i don't care <laughs> it's, legion almost lost me because i was really afraid they were going to take titan's grip away from fury and then i wouldn't have two condies and then i'd be sad and i didn't want to be sad for an entire experience I, i'm going to I just when I say that I, I just heard like thunderclouds and saw like Battle for Azeroth over there and like cackling like he doesn't want to be sad for an entire expansion, <laughs> but regardless, Transmog has made the game for me, uh, and so yeah, I'm really happy that we have it. I think it is it's still room for improvement. Um, I really at this point don't think we should require a mount or a vendor to Transmog. Like this is something I've been thinking about a lot. I think we should just be able to go like immediately open the pane that has our collection and just Transmog. Like, if you want to make it cost gold, still, okay, fine. But there's no reason I should be limited to where I can do it. Like I, and I shouldn't need an engineer. I think there's an engineering thing where you can get a transmog vendor. Tra- Transmogify beacon or something yeah. like
3: that. beacon, something like I, that.
2: I yeah. I'm not saying I want to take that away from people, but I don't see any real good reason for it. that that you should be limited, but I'm willing to be told I'm wrong. So here, here here's your chance guys. Tell me how I should, I should want to have to have a mount or something to transmog.
3: I'm not going to agree with uh, disagreeing with you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: No
0: transmog restrictions ever. I am. I am completely on board for this because then when you show up at raid and you're like, Oh no, I forgot to change my transmog. You can just fix it.
3: Easy. Thank you. Deployable entire rearranger. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
2: thank you. But yeah, it's, Transmog to me has been, it has basically been something that I, I've, there are two features that they've brought to World of Warcraft over the years that I'm always, I think I'm relentlessly positive about. One is Transmog, which mm-hmm. we just heard. The other is Pet Battles. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, I know where this is going. Yeah, I, I love Pet Battles because it is content I can completely ignore. And I have successfully ignored it ever since it came out. I I, s- I have Battle pets, I've got some of them. I think some of them are really cute. I don't fight them ever. I don't get into pet battle. And that's... The thing is, is it's not a judgment on the system's funness or anything like that. Funness. I, I don't have a problem with pet battles. I just don't want to do them. And I don't ever have to. But I could. And there's all sorts of stuff out there I could do if I wanted to, right? Like, I could go and like go to these pet battle dungeons that they put in. I could... You know, I could go around to old raids, and if I wasn't transmog farming them constantly, I could still, oh, I can try to get these pets off of these bosses. I don't have to do that because I'm transmog farming so much that I get the pets anyway. But you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a perfect example of a system that doesn't add any power to the game. You don't get stronger. There's nothing, you know, I don't have to, like, min-max it, but it's there. And if you want to, it's got plenty of depth. Um a a frightening amount of depth quite frankly i i I am a little daunted looking at pat battles sometimes just how much is there but it's completely optional and very rarely does that happen in a game like wow that you get a system like that um so that's that's one i'm gonna throw it out to you guys like is there anything in in 2021 anything in, in world of warcraft that you just think is just great that this one thing that maybe they added it recently maybe it's been around for a while, but. This thing is just great, and it should keep being there.
3: Anything? I mean, you stole mine, so.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll lose that. Uh,
0: I mean, I mean, nothing really comes to mind. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I got nothing from can I, from.
3: Go. Can we can we comment on something that needs to go away?
2: I mean, sure, you were here.
3: Can we get rid of the mission table, please?
2: <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I, I'm not going to say this, and Liz, maybe you like. I, I'll see if you feel differently. I don't have any real desire to see the mission table again, not because I think it's bad or anything, but because I've seen it for like four expansions now. That, that's my problem. Like, what do you think?
0: I, I don't mind the mission table. I think it needs to be, if they want to make this a system, every expansion, we need to improve it. We need to have cool things. When they first announced the mission table for Shadowlands, they described it as an auto battler, which it has turned out to be not anything like an auto battler. Because it's, you know, the system is slow, it's complicated, it takes time to level up, it's hard to understand what happens. You know, you might set your minions up and you have to wait 12 hours to find out how the fight plays out. And it's just not that fun. It's not that interactive. And it could be kind of cool to have a system like this, uh, where you have these little missions that has some interactivity. But uh, the system we have now is not it. We need something new or different or at least evolved from the current system and this really hasn't evolved since it was introduced not significantly.
2: Well, I was actually going to say you know in a weird sort of way doesn't it almost feel like it devolved?
3: Yeah, I would actually like, I, th- I think they did a much better job with it in Warlords like it felt even though it was it was necessary but like it felt it felt good and then ever since then it's been a downhill slide for me.
0: Like in Shadowlands they've made it more complicated but not in a fun way it's just more complicated
2: more math i was i was kind of like surprised uh, surprised when i played uh hearthstone's mercenaries mode because mm-hmm. i thought that's what the mission table was going to be in shadowlands <laughs> that i'm like sitting here going wait isn't that what this is this was what the mission table was going to be isn't it and I, I don't think it is but it's what i it's kind of what i it fills it slots into that role that i thought it was going to have yeah. and i get why you wouldn't want you wouldn't want exactly that to be in wow because you'd literally be logging into wow to get your character to go to play a video to to play a little game (laughs) in wow it'd be like if the only way to play hearthstone was to play it in wow i think a lot of people would find that annoying so i get i get why you wouldn't want to do that
3: and don't get me wrong like i like i like the idea that it's something that can reward players and give players stuff or or advance stuff but like it's just not fun anymore
2: I don't know that I ever really thought it was all that much fun because part of the problem with me f- for it is that it answers the problem of how do you keep this something that doesn't that players don't feel the need to just sit there and, and do constantly by making it take like 12 hours. Like Liz said, I am not interested in a system that I set up what's going to happen tomorrow and then just walk away and, you know, tomorrow I'll find out how I did. Yeah, but like, It's, it's, it's we, not a thing that I really enjoy.
3: We could have gone back to, like, we on on this podcast, we could go back to a previous episode, and where they were, before Shadowlands released, where they were talking about this particular system, and when they promised that it was going to be like an auto battle. I like the idea of an auto-battler where you set it up and let it go in real time, but that, that time gap is just, I can't,
2: it's too much. Maybe it was like an hour or two. I don't know, Liz, what do you think, an hour or two, three hours, what?
0: Like the thing about auto battlers is it's live. You set yes. up your minions and then it just happens and you watch it as it happens and you understand what's going on. Like, oh, they used this skill or, oh, they did this. Oh, next time I need to rearrange these differently. And when you have even a delay of a couple hours, much less a delay of like 12 hours, it's like you totally forgot how you set up the board and- like it's so delayed, you don't get any feedback from it that you could use to like improve your performance, and there's no interactivity to it because it's such. It's this long delay. You can't. Ugh, it's just. It's. It makes it kind of bland.
2: Yeah, I, I. I think I agree. I will say this though. Now that we've we've been talking about this, I'm now thinking about what. Do you guys remember the bejeweled add-on? Yes. Did you oh, ever no, play no. It? The,
3: the bejeweled uh, one was, it was not an add-on? It was Peggle. Uh, yeah. The add-on was, or the Bejeweled one was the Jewel Crafter toy that you can make.
2: Yeah. Things like that, I think, would be kind of fun. Like, I honestly think it would be kind of fun to really put an auto-battler into WoW. Yeah. Like, I think that that's something that that would have been good if that's how it had actually turned out. Um, but, all right. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, other things to talk oh, about. Oh, I,
3: I mean, if you want to go that route, like, they did put some of those mini-games as a, a game thing last expansion in Battle for Azeroth. Like, if yeah. you were going through... Um, why can't I think of the the, the realm now? Uh, underwater. Uh, Dagnadi- Nazjatar? Yeah, Nazjatar. Thank you. When you're going through Nazjatar and you're doing some of the chests, like when you're doing that, like one of the, some of them were, uh, you know, Candy Crush or, you know, Bejeweled. Some of them were, you know, Connect the Line. Some of them were okay, Untangles. Okay. It was fun. Okay, I like that stuff. Um,
2: I, okay. But unfortunately, you've triggered something in me and I have to talk about it. <laughs> I don't like Candy Crush because of the voice of the guy who comes in and says things when you're playing it. Have either of you heard him?
3: No, because I don't play Candy Crush.
2: Yeah. when My wife used to play it, and he says things like, delicious, and it's it sounds like just it creeps me out, like the way he says words. It's like, and, and there are always words that come right up to the line. Oh, I think we just lost Liz. Um, I hope she didn't lose this because she just want to hear that voice again, but no, keep keep going. We'll, we'll bring it back in. But yeah, um, I just heard every time like she would like be playing and that guy would just pipe up every so often because it's Candy Crush. Everything he'd say would be food related. That would be like, you know, tasty or delicious. And I started going like squelchy. Like I would when he'd do something, I would come in and like and, and imitate him and do like, you know, moist. <laughs> pulsating you know because because his voice was like that and it's like i don't want that to happen in world of warcraft i don't want to be playing world of warcraft like say raiding the next raid and the boss is like palpitating Liquid. I mean
3: I feel like we've already gone past The the expansion which they would have done that Like I feel like if they didn't do that In the Zos Black Empire they, We weren't going to get it because there was a whole Lot of like rather phallic looking Bosses in that place and yeah, th- It, it happens, was all fleshy you know? and pulsing Like it was Yeah eh. <laughs>
2: Oh, oh, but yeah, I, I don't. That that game, <laughs> that game actually gives me like the like uh, the heebie-jeebies. Like I get all like you know that thing where they, you go and your skin, the skin in the back of your neck just turns all you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like that that guy's voice. I it ain't good. It is not good at all. I do not like that. Um, but yeah. See uh, now, so, you know, I, so uh, I'm going to list a few things that happened this year that that might have gotten kind of forgotten by people. Uh, because so much was happening there's a lot of things that um, are overshadowing other things yeah but I mean Diablo 3 has had actually several really successful seasons I think season 23 was a surprisingly successful season that was the ethereum weapons season and Diablo season 24 Diablo three season 24 was the that's the I'm sorry that's the ethereal ones the season 23 was the follower update yeah Liz wrote uh, that and then that's that- correct
0: that was like a huge update. Yeah, uh, massive. Yeah, and it was not just for the season. It was for the whole game. So yeah. I really did not expect that kind of expansion to the game.
2: Especially not in 2021. Yeah. The year where there were two other Diablo games being developed right now. <laughs> uh, it, it, was, it was a surprise that they, they made... Basically, your follower has become much more um, flexible. I think is a good word for it, and you can equip them more thoroughly so they're they they have they're stronger than they used to be because you can basically pile all such legendary stuff on them, too, and, and have them trucking along helping you out. If you use Cormac as a tank, uh, he's now much tankier. If you use the Enchantress, whose name I always forget, and I'm really sorry about that, uh, I feel kind of rude not remembering her name considering that she's <laughs> usually the one I use. I never used the rogue. I'm sorry, the scoundrel, whatever. I don't, I don't even like that guy. He, he can just, he's too good at being smarmy. Um, but yeah, it, it really was an incredible update. Then season 24 came in and it reintroduced the ethereal weapons. And that was, that was actually a very successful season. Uh, and it introduced this idea of season themes that are based on acquisition and they're, they're part of the, the season in a way that hadn't been previously because the ethereal weapons were just like weapons. They like stuff that dropped. And so you didn't start off with any additional power. You didn't suddenly have to like, you know, you weren't shooting lightning or standing in a a circle on the ground that gave you a power up. The power up came from the items. And so it was basically just like a normal Diablo game, except these weapons were very powerful and they were not going to be here once the season was over. So it was completely season locked acquisition content. And they've done it again, season 25 where they have the soul shards um, I'm gonna read what Liz actually wrote here because it is great. <laughs> D3 season 25, in which we jam soul shards into our heads to gain the power of demon lords. Smart. <laughs> and I, I honestly feel like you have summed up the core problem <laughs> of the entire Diablo franchise.
0: I mean, this was this was the problem that we had in Diablo one. And yeah, uh, which it,
2: it led to us getting an entire new game. Diablo two wouldn't have existed. True, if, that, true. <laughs> if not for Aiden's extremely poor impulse control, we wouldn't have had the series. He would have smashed the gem and we would have been done. Like, Hey, the, the, I've smashed the gem. Now the evils will never return. He's right. The franchise <laughs> is over. Everybody go home. Don't have to go home, but you can't stay in Tristram. Get out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that's, that all happened just in Diablo three uh, Diablo immortal went to actual testing. Like Mm -hmm. we haven't got a release date for it yet. We still don't actually have a release date, but people are playing it right now and you can even watch streams of people playing it. So it feels a lot more real now than it did a year ago. Back in 2020, I think I wrote four posts like, are we getting this game? (laughs) Blizzard, come on, tell us something. Are we going to see it? Did, can can your neighbors tell us about it? Blizzard, come on! And in 2021, it became something that I believed is real and is going to happen. Uh, we got a lot of developer updates on Diablo Four. Also, lost the the director and the head designer on Diablo Four. Um, we talked about that a little bit earlier uh, when we mentioned that you know Jesse McCree was no longer with the company. Louis Faraggio, who was the head of the Diablo Four development, is also gone, uh, and we don't know why. No one no one ever told us anything. As part of that great accountability thing at, at Activision Blizzard, we have no idea what happened or why they were let go or anything. Um, Ace's job, guys. But yeah, so do, there's been a lot of stuff going on in the Diablo front. Uh, Hearthstone got like two expansions,
1: Th- three expansions,
2: three expansions and a new mode. So Hearthstone is trucking. I
0: mean, I would say that's really a business as usual year for yeah, Hearthstone. They have like a, a really... Yeah, they really have, they have a very regular development cycle and they have each year kind of has a theme of expansions and they really do three expansions a year, like yeah. every year. And so I, this is
2: kind of normal. Ordinarily, I'd agree with you, <laughs> but since 2020 and 2021 are the years we're talking about in terms of when they develop these things. Not true. I'm impressed that they managed to <laughs> get this out. Quite well, frankly. I
3: mean, to be fair for a game that we all kind of thought was going to... Fade away in a lot of the ways that, like, Heroes of the Storm kind of went into maintenance mode. Mm -hmm. Like, we, I'm going to be upfront. I expected Hearthstone development to slow down, not maintain pace. So the fact that it's maintaining pace is, I think, it's noteworthy.
2: Yeah, my two cents. But that does also bring up the fact that Heroes of the Storm actually got an update this year. I
0: mean, it had a it had a little patch a month ago.
2: Yeah, it's not a big deal, but it's still. It is interesting to note. Uh, it I was, still exists. Yeah, it still exists. There's still people working on it. Um, Overwatch, um, Overwatch 2 might exist. Uh, they, We're they, pretty they, sure Overwatch 2 exists. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I really hope like so, so,
3: because Overwatch League 2022 is supposed to be an early version of Overwatch 2, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. They've said <laughs> that.
0: We just haven't heard much about Overwatch 2. We did get kind of a developer update preview uh, over the
2: summer, maybe. Just after the, we're we're going to talk about this because it was so sudden, and I think a lot of people were like, "What?" Um, in this year, Overwatch, and so, of course Overwatch Two, because it's the same people. Um, Overwatch lost uh, Jeffrey Kaplan, who was basically the the, the lead the lead at Overwatch. He stepped down, left Blizzard.
0: That was a little before all of this lawsuit stuff, so yeah. he wasn't like shoved out because of this. Uh, as far this as was we know. a little earlier. Yeah. As far as we know.
2: Yeah. We're, we're going to have to keep throwing that out there because we have yeah. To, yeah. But regardless, he left. Uh, this Uh There were lots of delays made, announcements made to uh, about Overwatch 2 being delayed, possibly. Uh, it always feels to me like the Futurama episode where Leela is trying to convince Fry to do things. And she's like, we could go for a walk, perhaps, may- maybe, because it's such a nice day, perhaps. Like, that's how I feel when I talk about this stuff now. But all we know is that Overwatch 2 is still... In development. We know that they're they they turned didn't they tune the matches to 5v5 instead of 6v6? Yep.
0: Yes, they Overwatch 2 is going to have 5v5 matches. And uh, you know, it's going to be uh just one tank instead of like a two-tank composition, which is actually gonna be a pretty big change. And it's interesting that they plan to do the next Overwatch League season on Overwatch 2, because that means uh, these professional esports teams are going to have to be changing up their teams and probably dropping people because it's going to be five V five instead of six V six. So that's really going to be pretty different. And we'll have to see how overwatch league copes with that when it happens. I don't believe we have a start date for uh, the next season of overwatch league though.
2: No, mm. not yet. No, we we don't really know. We just know that they're still planning on doing it as far as we yes. know. Yes. Um, as for World of Warcraft over the course of this year, uh, we got the 9.1 patch announcement uh, back at BlizzConline, and we got that in June. It launched uh, with Corthia and the Sanctum of Domination Raid. That's that's all in game right now. Uh, patch 9.1.5, do you think it's fair to say that that patch basically was about making the game a bit friendlier to alts? Do you feel like that's not just that, but do you feel like that's fair?
3: Yeah, yeah. I think that was a good part of it.
2: Yeah. Um, there's actually a i i honestly think that nine point one point five is probably much easier to not just even play alts it's got a lot of cool stuff for even if you decide you're gonna switch a main or whatever uh you can catch up a lot faster now D- say you took a few months off you can get caught up more effectively in general it feels friendlier uh and so With i thought that's one
3: exception go ahead uh mythic rating
2: oh yeah yeah okay Mythic uh, rating, i because
3: i've been i've actually been hitting a wall on that as with one of my, my, my Hunter alt uh, where people just straight up will ignore me for people that have a higher mythic rating, no matter what the content is. So like yeah. it's, it, it is, it is for as alt friendly as they made it. That one thing is definitely a blemish.
2: Do you think that's because they added in the gear score type? Yeah. Yeah. It, they so, need gear score basically built in, go for it.
3: it it's because it's because it's the one bad thing I think that they've really done this year that they've put in instead of taken out And it's because, unfortunately, with a player base as large as we are, for looking at pugs and getting groups together, a lot of times people will look for... Uh, a very simplified stripped down way to at a glance decide if somebody should be part of a group or not. And we've seen it before. We've seen it with add ons that that they've had to previously ban and break in the past, which confused me too. Cause they, they intentionally broke Uh, I think it was EPN first. Uh, And then I forgot the other one that came after it. Like they intentionally broke those Uh, so that like, and then they added eye level and, and stuff like that later on. But now they added this, which is essentially the same thing that they intentionally broke all those years ago for, you know, the same purpose. Like, we didn't want players to feel excluded and, because people are just using numbers to tell people they can't do content. And now all of a sudden, here's a number that people can use to tell people they can't do content. Like, And I get it, like, what the intention was, where if you're going to be doing, like, a plus 15 Mythic Dungeon or higher, and you want to know that you're not dragging somebody who's, like, a fresh level, you know you know, 50 through there 60 through the, the content. Yeah. I can understand that, but that's not what it's going to be used for. That's not what it is being used for. So that's, that's kind of
2: reminded me. you guys remember reforging? Yeah. Yep. Remember how they talked about how reforging would mean so that you could like, if you got tanking pants, but they were still like, they were still better than the pants you had on. You could reforge them to, to, you still use them until you got a better drop. And instead everybody played stat Tetris. Yep,
3: <laughs> we were, I can't tell you how many raids were delayed because we were we were stat testers, because you had to. I,
2: I remember having the Reforge mount, because at the time it wasn't a transmog mount, uh, and I had gotten it because as a warrior, it was very necessary that mm-hmm. I adjust my stats immediately. Like, does this thing have enough crit? Nope, I gotta put crit on it.
3: I had to do it between fights on my healer.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's why that mount was so necessary. Throne of Thunder, that mount was a godsend because there were places in Throne of Thunder where you could just mount up. And so everybody would swarm me. They would literally swarm me like I <laughs> was a pinata full of happy stat adjustments. Um, so yeah, that, that, that I've always remembered that. They were like, Reforging will allow you to do this. And it's like, no, it won't. <laughs> no one's going to use tanking pants that way. They're going to use this on the gear they're wearing. I didn't ask Mr. Robot even start as a site. Because they they were like you would go there and they would tell you how to reforge your gear. Yeah. They even had an add on that would they, do it for you in game.
3: They do have they still have it. Like I remember because that was a big deal because back during that time, like a lot of us that were that were writing for uh, the site were also like approached by Asmus Robot, by, like, hey, do you want to help us like figure out numbers for people and stuff like that? Because it was such a big deal, because it was it was just unintuitive. So Yeah,
2: it was it was not yeah, n- it was not fun. Reforge was my my greatest nemesis in Cataclysm. I mean, I used it all the time, but yeah, I I I was really glad when we saw the back end of that. Uh the last thing I'll bring up is this this month, December, um we had Legion Time Walking return. Like we've actually mm-hmm, got mm-hmm. the Mage Tower back. A lot of people have really enjoyed the Mage Tower. A lot of people have really felt like the Mage Tower hates them and is kicking them repeatedly in the head uh there's been a lot of adjustments i liz how many adjustments did they do like four i don't know i think they've done more than four yeah they were there were seriously a lot of adjustments in in all the all the uh i think hubbub about the mage tower returning and you know all that i think people have actually lost that mythic mythic plus time walking is now a thing yeah as of legion yeah. um I mean,
0: just just for
2: legion right just now. for legion yeah yeah but it's super um, fun no, it's it is fascinating to me to see them do that because I'm hoping that means that we don't really have a lot of Mythic Plus dungeons to use in this system. I think Battle for Azeroth and and Shadowlands are the only other expansions that would use it. I don't think that there's and Legion didn't Legion is the first one that had them, right? Well, no, so, we
3: had. Well, it depends on if you can consider the Mythic Pluses or if you want to consider Challenge modes in that vein because Challenge mode dungeons were essentially the grandfather plus. Yeah.
2: But but that's the ones I remember like challenge modes and warlords, mm-hmm. as opposed to mythic plus. But you know, regardless, it would be interesting to see more of them return. I, that is something that I and would be interested in seeing.
0: And it's interesting that uh, Legion Time Walking has its own special affix, which is not the same as the Shadowland affixes. So I think it's interesting that they went and they added something special and unique for Legion Time Walking. I think that's
2: really cool. Yeah, and that bodes well for them possibly bringing back, say, challenge mode dungeons as Mythic Pluses, because now you could you could have a new affixes for those as well.
3: And not only is. not only that, but you get a separate key for it too. So, like, your instead of like just having uh, potentially a Legion dungeon replace a key that you already have, you have a key for your current set of Mythic Pluses, and then the time walking uh, legion mythic pluses generates its own keys. So like you can theoretically have two keys and kind of decide where you want it. And it's really nice.
2: I actually really like it. All right. I mean, at this point I'm going to use my ridiculous godlike power as the person who's talking. Uh, Sorry, I don't have any godlike power. um, But I want to talk about something we've been doing because it's something that I've really enjoyed and I want to kind of hype it up. Um, We've expanded our, tt for rpg content this year I, I think we started expanding it in 2020 uh i think liz corrected me in the email and i think she's right uh we we started doing more more tabletop role-playing content for a lot of reasons um i think the real reason is because people seem to like it i, I feel like that's a fair statement but this year we launched tavern watch the podcast we did that in August, and quite frankly, Tavern Watch is one of the best things we're doing, and I'm really excited about it, and I really want you all to go listen to it and, and be a part of it because it is so much fun to do. I would love to be doing it more often than we do. Um, I get that there's reasons why we can't. like For instance, we want to still run games and stuff. That's the other thing we've done more of this year, though. We, we did two different d and campaigns, and we've done a bunch of one-shots, including one of my favorite one-shots that I've ever run for us, uh, the Mass Effect one shot that we did back when when the legendary edition came out which was what may was that may
0: I mean at this point anything earlier than a week ago feels like a lifetime ago so <laughs> yeah. I can't say
2: <laughs> but I, th- I really do feel like that was one of the best little games we did just because yeah. y'all y'all stepped up Mitch played if if you were told me that Mitch was going to play a Vorcha I wouldn't have been surprised if you had told me that that Vorcha was going to be like the most determined go-getter of the group I would have been surprised
0: <laughs> And and also Mitch had the perfect Vorcha voice it was actually a little creepy how yeah. well he was doing that voice
2: Yeah he did yeah, that was that was something Joe also did something that I'm gonna single out as oh, one God. of my favorite things. Joe played an Elcor, <laughs> and not just any Elcor, but an ass-kicking Elcor. I guess that's my one. um <laughs> That just just Joe's like you know determined. We must go forward and continue to fight. <laughs> <laughs> like you haven't lived. And Liz fixing the elevator. <laughs> They were, on was... an, they were on an elevator trying to get away from an atomic bomb that was about to go off, and Liz is like fixing the elevator. She's like I got to do something involving the skills I have. <laughs> it was a really fun. It was game. a it
3: was I, a wagging game. I loved it.
2: Uh, I think we should. You know, I wanted so I wanted to bring it up because it's something we've we've been putting more emphasis in. In general, we're trying to broaden up what we do here at the site. Um, TTRPG content is just one of the ways we're doing that. We're looking at other video games and so forth. I definitely wanted to to send it out though, because I've really enjoyed writing it. I just straight up. I like writing TTRPG stuff. Like I I mentioned in the pre-show that I wrote a thing about house rules today. Um, I like writing it because a, I think we do it differently than most other sites. Like there's not a ton of focus here on min maxing your character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are not going to get that. Uh, maybe you will from somebody. Uh, I'm not saying that n- nobody here is interested in that. I know. I, I know but, that
0: Andrew kind of likes to play with that and watches uh, videos and stuff about that a lot. So he likes writing about that.
2: Yeah. And that's fine. Um, I certainly don't have a problem with it. But for myself, it's one of the least interesting things about D&D. Because in the end, like if I if I really wanted min-maxing, I just let Joe go. <laughs> Because if Joe will tell you about his gunslinger character, his gunslinger character is ridiculous.
3: I can. Like, I'm one of those people I can, but I still prefer the fluffy stuff. Like, I would rather spend all day sitting and writing about homebrew stuff than. Yeah, yeah,
2: but But I've had you as a player in my games. Oh, yeah. You are not all that. Sometimes the Joe who is who is tactically minded comes out. I can't help that. That guy is a (laughs) mongoose. I have to watch that guy. I can't help it. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is something that, as a DM, one of the things that I really liked about just the Blizzard it, Watch games... Just take it no, as no, this. I
3: nice. view you as a, a worthy adversary.
2: No, no, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't mind it at all. One of the things I've really enjoyed about the Blizzard Watch games uh, is that when I play in person, a lot of times it's people I've known for a while, or since I moved up to, you know, to Canada, obviously I don't have as many of my old friends around. Uh, it's people that I've kind of gotten to know, and the discovery aspect of it wasn't as strong, but doing it with a bunch of people I'd never played with before meant discovering things. Like I mentioned in the pre-show, I, th- oh, I the, 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 counterspell thing, like the day you guys just counterspelled everything. And that was a moment that it was like, Oh, Oh, this is how they're going to go. This is what <laughs> they're going to do. And and I've made a kind of trope about the day that you decided not to go to the magical city. I've made it a whole thing. Oh, and yeah. talk about it all the time, but in all sincerity, I put in Goldilocks and the three bears as a stall tactic and Mitch ran with it. He just well, yeah. ran with it. It's like, Mitch. yay. This is an agent. Of chaos. And yeah. And it's just, <clears throat> I've really enjoyed watching. I've really enjoyed getting to play in games. I've really, one of the one shots, this actually didn't happen in 2021. So I didn't mention it, but one of the one shots, Joe ran, I got to play a snarky monk robot.
3: Yeah. The, uh, the wild, the, <laughs> the weird West one shot we did. I was actually going to bring yeah. that
2: up. Yeah. And I think that was in 2020. But as as Liz just pointed out time has no meaning anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. I honestly from day to day I w- I'm like oh yeah that happened. Whoa wow that happened. Like we've gotten to cover I think I want to say four D&D releases this year. It's been wild the number yeah. of D&D releases
0: there have been this year.
2: And we we got to do some Strixhaven. We haven't actually gotten to to play we, Strixhaven yet yeah, but we got we to talk about, about it. it. Yeah,
3: I got to, I got I got to write a pr- uh, primer for it which made me so happy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and we, we got to do Witch Light a little bit. I, I really do want to get back to our Witch Light game, because uh, I I feel like I have a really deeper understanding of what I want to play in that. And we've that's, to, that's cool.
3: We gotten to do some candle keep.
2: Yeah, we've gotten actually, yeah, we we haven't streamed the candle keep for you guys, unfortunately, but Liz has been running an excellent candle keep game on Fridays. When life will let her do it.
0: Uh um, yeah, life is a problem. Yeah,
2: yeah, scheduling is literally always going to be the highest C R monster in any D and D game. Um but yeah it it's the first step I think on us on a path that I think we're gonna continue. Um, I think we've we've learned that we wanna do more stuff. And we had a pledge drive this year as well. Um we just we just finished it this month. And you, you guys came out and supported us. Some people have been supporting us the whole time and and we've I think we have like a pretty high retention rate for people who
0: about about half of our supporters which would be about 400 people have supported us since day 1. Yeah. You folks are magnificent. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah. And so I think going forward into 2022, uh, hopefully we'll get to do more. Um I know I want to do more. I want I know I want to write more about about CRPGs because I have been playing CRPGs and CRPGs means a computer role-playing game. It is a fantastically imprecise term. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because Mass Effect is a CRPG, so is Final Fantasy VII, so is the Ruined King, so is, you know, and, and some of these games are so far away from each other, like Skyrim is not, uh, you know, Ruined King, they, they are not the same, they share almost no DNA, but they're both role-playing games, so you kind of have to, it, it is an imprecise term, it is a term that can be applied to Diablo, <laughs> the game that has about as much role playing as the instruction manual to your dishwasher dishwasher, but is ridiculously fun because you smash things and take it, get loot that that's a very satisfying gameplay mechanic. Uh, I think if we've learned anything that they should just keep that mechanic, don't, don't monkey with it too much. Don't put a real money auction house in. Don't, don't, don't let the lust for microtransactions transactions blind you to why people play your game. Um, if, if I was going to come up with like, if, the thing that happened in, in in gaming this year hadn't happened, and I was still able to be blind to just how incredibly abusive the uh, industry can be. I would say something along the lines that microtrax- mic- microtransactions and NFTs and all that kind of stuff are the worst things to happen to gaming. But unfortunately, I can't say that ever again. I have had the blinders completely ripped off of my smug little perspective on things. So, however... I do. I do think that us broadening out is is really been great. I've loved that you guys have made it so we could do Tyron watch, so that we could do games. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's been. I think it's been so much fun,
0: and especially in this time where I think a lot of us are burned out on yeah. some of the video game news and gaming mm-hmm. in general because all of this negative news we're getting, and you can't talk about that or think about that all the time, and it's really dominated gaming news this year. So you have to find things to talk about that you love, that you really like doing. And sometimes that's not going to be video games. Sometimes that's not going to be Blizzard video games. But, uh, I mean, that's kind of the driving force in growing the site, is let's talk about things we love and things we can be really enthusiastic about and kind of share some of our excitement and enthusiasm about these things with everyone else. And hopefully things that y'all enjoy reading about too. So kind of a confluence of what do we know about? What do we like talking about? And what do y'all like reading about? So I think it's worked out pretty well. And uh, I'm, I'm definitely having a lot of fun with all the Tavern Watch stuff. I love doing the podcast with you two. And uh, running games has been really fun. Playing games has been really fun. I, I think it's great. And yeah, we're, we're going to keep uh, continuing in that line in 2022
2: and if nothing else 2021 let me write like more than one post about dragons and dungeons and dragons which you know <laughs> I, I am always down for more dragons i i really i was astonished at how good fizzman oh that yeah. was such a great book that's I, like i got th- my hands th- on. The,
3: by the way you got you might appreciate this matt i got my hands on the first Fizban's. oh did you yeah one of my local shops had it so i decided to 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 splurge a, a little bit and pick it up because dang yeah, because Fizzbins has existed since the '80s.
2: Yeah, since I, since the Dragonlance books first came out. Yeah, um, it, it is. I'm going to say this. I mean, everybody has their own their own things they like. Some people really don't like D and D as a TTRPG, and I totally get it. But for me, the quality of the products they've put out this year and last year too, um, quite frankly, in 2020. There were some really good books in 2020, like the Tasha's oh, yeah. Cauldron of Everything was really good. I I loved Theros as a campaign setting. Theros was phenomenal. Um, yeah, so they've been on a roll, and this year was really good. Um, I would I would say so far of, of all four, I think either Fizban's or Which are my favorite. I'm not sure which, but it depends on the day. I haven't got enough time to look at Strixhaven to say whether or not and, I think it's is it's as good, but I'm sure it's it's at least very good it, based on a little bit I've seen.
3: It's getting my vote for like. While well, you would have like those as your favorite, Strixhaven is definitely my number one this year. Yeah,
2: and I think to a degree, in any other year, the Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft would be the one everyone was talking about. Oh yeah, but it it got swamped out just because so many other good books came out. And Van Richten's was much earlier in the year, and it, uh, go ahead.
0: Candlekeep Mysteries came out this year. Yeah, yeah I, early I, this year. So, and that's I also really like that one.
2: Yeah, well, we've been playing it, and I've yeah. I've had fun playing in it. I haven't read it because I'm playing in it, but yeah, I I it is rare. Like I honestly do. Like, we, there's a lot of talk about the D D Renaissance that's that's come about. Let's just be upfront. It's come about because of streaming yeah. and because uh, of the the games.
3: increased number of players and people now writing for it.
2: Yeah, but because of that, there's been a lot of talk about D&D Renaissance, and I honestly kind of feel like they're actually having one, as opposed to other renaissances we've, we've talked about this year. There was an article about RTS renaissances that went really, really far <laughs> to just irritate me. Um, but I think D&D's actually got one. Uh, I'm not saying that 5th Edition is the best role-playing game ever made. I'm not saying that no other game is good or even better at certain things than D&D. But the chances they're willing to take now and the ideas they're willing to put out, and in a way, they they've kind of played it smart by going slow at first with Fifth Edition and not putting out as much material as they did in previous editions of the game. Mm-hmm. Because now that the game has been out for a few years, like keep this game came out, i thinking 2014. Uh, because I remember Joe and I talking about the D and D Next playtests. I want to say 2014. Uh, I'm pretty sure that it it's was close
3: December to that. of 2014. Oh no, sorry, yeah. August of 2014. Yeah, so. The DMG came out, because they released the Wow. They released the books like a month apart. The Player's Handbook came out first, then the Monster Manual after that, then the Dungeon Master Guild in December. Weird. Yeah, 2014. Yeah.
2: So I remember us talking about it, and we had no intention of... We we had no idea that in a few years the site would be covering that stuff. But I remember us talking about the playtest and what we liked and what we didn't like. And they went slow with it. Like, I think the only thing they put out that was real... They put out like a couple of, of big adventures. And I remember... Of all people, I know that it was Liz who did this. It was Liz and Dan, but Liz was the one who actually came and talked to me about it. She was like, do you want uh, Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus? And I was like, yes. <laughs> this is a trick question. The answer is always <laughs> going to be yes. Give me, give me books. And so Dan arranged for me to get a copy to review, and, and I did. And I, I remember thinking, wow, this is actually a really solid adventure. And they just have kept that level of quality. I mean, like Wizards of the Coast or hate 'em, and I, you know, big corporation r- owned by Hasbro, there's always a reason to dislike a company as big as Hasbro. It's worth like $6 billion. Um, This has been a really good time for, for D&D. It just, and for TTRPGs in general, but the quality coming out of Wizards right now is pretty s- astonishing, considering we're six going on seven years into this game. Like this edition has been around, the 50th anniversary is in what? two years now because it's 2022 effectively mm-hmm. so we're going to get the 50th anniversary in two years and mm-hmm. it's probably not going to be a new edition of the game
3: although there's some speculation on that we we had a uh, when we had greg on and i know that i've been watching the their socials as well like they're definitely planning something big they're yeah, absolutely. They're, they're playing it close to the chest but they're dropping little tiny hands i have no clue what they're gonna there's a but, rumor you know, though I've, of a new edition
2: though yeah d- you know I realized this has been a bit of a, of a swerve for this show, <laughs> but it, it's, you know, we're not doing a tavern watch this year. So I felt like we had to try and get some of this out there because it is, it has been like one of the highlights of a year where, you know, you keep finding out, Oh, Hey, that, 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 that character that you liked from burning crusade is named after a jerk. And the entire zone that he's from has to be renamed because this person was a jerk. And, Oh, Hey, there's a character in, in, in the old old dungeon. Remember? Oh yeah. He's gone now because he was too turned out to be. And it's like, Oh my God. And saying jerk is really underselling it, but I I don't know how else to to even talk about it. It is, it has been a year of ups and downs. I I think that's fair to say. Uh, But I mean, that's it on time. I think we actually, we're we're not, we're not really going to have time to do any questions. Do you guys want to try and do one anyway? Or,
3: I mean, we have, like, three minutes left, if that, so I don't know if that's
2: enough time. Yeah, these are fairly long, too. All right, we'll push them forward. Uh, go ahead,
3: Joe. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say besides, I mean, it's been a, it's been a year. Uh, I meant do your outro. Oh, I was going to to say thank everybody. No, no, that's
2: fine, too. Fine, <laughs> I just, whatever. For once, I remembered it. <laughs> I'm so used to you
3: just starting yeah. to do it and then backing it off that, like, when you don't do it now, it feels weird.
2: I know. I'm sorry.
3: But yeah, no, I'll go ahead and do the outro now and then we can do our, our, our other stuff. Uh, but blizzard watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzard watch. Your continued support means this podcast lighting community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast. a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue and an adds free site experience.
2: Okay. Now we go ahead and say that thing we we're going to say.
3: Yeah. It, it's been a year folks. Uh, But I do want to thank everybody for your continued support, for being a part of this community, uh, and for helping not just us, but each other out there. Uh, Remember what day it is. Because honestly, if it wasn't for this (laughs) podcast, I would have no clue it was Tuesday. Like, straight up. Would have no idea. Time is irrelevant. It's a flat circle. Uh, But, you know, seriously, thank you. Uh, Hopefully, we'll keep putting out the the content you guys want to consume. And, uh, yeah. Here's to another another year and hopefully uh, continue to grow for us.
2: Uh, Liz?
0: I, I got nothing that we haven't already said. Thank you all for being here. Have a wonderful new year, and we will see you next year.
2: Okay. Um, I, I honestly I, I want to echo both of what they just said, but especially that bit about needing m- the podcast just to know what day it is. Um, the <laughs> podcast and writing the queue are basically my touchstones on what, you know, <laughs> It's like Sunday is low watch. So I know, I know Sunday, Sunday. Okay. Then Monday, gray fog, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. Now I'm mostly through the week. Now I just have to last till the next Sunday. And and that's kind of <laughs> how the past few months have been. I think since, since the great disorder started back in 2020. Um, and in a time where it's harder to go out, where there's lots of reasons why you won't get to socialize with your friends. um, things like the games we get to play um, both online and otherwise the, the discussions about them, the, the, the ability to share and have that community has been really invaluable to me personally, because I don't remember the last time I got to go to a social gathering. It has been two years. And I, you know, I am uniquely suited to this because I'm not a terribly social person. I have anxiety. I don't go out very much, but it's one thing that like, to, to say to, to that to be by choice, and it's another thing to just be completely incapable of human contact for like a year and a half now. And you you know you guys and the community that you've helped us create, and the stuff we get to talk about has been really helpful. Especially when you start seeing bad stuff happening in that too, like we did with this this year. Um, it's good to have you guys to to make to remind you of what of the good of it, what's good in it. It is it's always been the people you know, so thank you guys. Thank you for being here with us. Um, if you've got a question or something for the podcast, I promise you next week, we're probably going to actually answer them. Uh, I, we really will. Uh, you can send it to podcast at com with the subject line podcast or blizzard watch. Uh, so we know it's for the show, or you can go to our discord and you can use the patron queue and podcast questions channel. If you're a patron and by the way, if you're a patron, we look at your questions. Uh, or you can go to the Q Questions channel because we do look there as well. Um, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here with us, and we'll be back next week.